We interviewed a block by co-founder CEO Zach Priest. Uh, we interviewed Zach Priest that we want to know about the block by and uh, block by is solving the legacy problem in the crypto crypto no, in the financial industries. So uh, I interviewed about the block by and Zach Priest. For example, can you tell me about your career so far? And why did you decide to make BlockFi 2017? And what are the problems of existing financial companies? Please tell us, especially in the lending and investing areas. So from now, listen to the main story. Okay, uh, welcome to our podcast. Uh, welcome to our great guest, Zach Prince. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. <laughs> Excited to be here. Yeah, thank you. Okay, our first question is, uh, what does the problem of existing financial companies? Please tell us, especially in the lending and investment areas. Yeah, sure. So uh, I think there's um, a couple of things that uh, the cryptocurrency lending companies can improve on relative to the legacy financial system, especially for uh, lending. So. Um, the first thing is uh, technology and user experience. Mm -hmm. And the second thing is uh, global accessibility. Mm -hmm. So uh, on, on the first point, technology and user experience. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, with BlockFi, um, a client from anywhere in the world where we support them can come to our website, uh, onboard themselves as a user to the platform, uh, and take a loan or open up uh, an interest earning account. Mm -hmm. And the entire process takes uh, less than a minute. And if you compare that to getting a loan from the traditional financial sector, mm -hmm. uh, it might take you a couple of days. You might have to go into a bank branch. And that's just not how people like to interact with, uh, with any product these days. They want to do things on their phone or through their computer, and they want it to be fast and uh, a, a positive uh, user experience that looks and feels nice and easy. Um, so that's the first thing. And then uh, on the second point, uh, global accessibility. Mm -hmm. um, governments and multinational corporations mm -hmm. have had access to uh, capital markets that are not in their uh, home country for a long mm -hmm. time. So, for example, you know, the U.S. credit markets uh, are very large mm -hmm. and borrowing U.S. dollars is something that governments and corporations have, uh, have done for a long time, um, regardless of where they are in the world. Uh, the Japanese yen uh, mm -hmm. is known as a safe haven, so yeah. lots of people will uh, invest in the Japanese yen. Uh, and when I say people, I mean uh, large investors or institutions or governments. Um, but retail individuals have never had access mm -hmm. to global financial markets in this way. Yeah. So one of, one of the really cool things uh, about blockchain technology and what companies like BlockFi can do that's different than traditional financial companies mm -hmm. um, is that we can provide access on the same playing field to users from all around the world. So if someone uh, that's a retail individual from Brazil mm -hmm. wants to borrow dollars uh, from BlockFi, they can do that. And they can do it at the same rates that someone from the U.S. can do it. Mm -hmm. Similarly, if someone from uh, Japan wants to uh, earn interest uh, from mm -hmm. BlockFi, yeah. they can do that. And they yeah. can do it at the same rates as someone uh, from the U.S. And, and that concept is, uh, is very, very powerful. Yeah. yeah actually, we used uh, BlockFi from Japan. 
and uh, yes, and uh, uh, for uh, you, you say that uh, the key point is technology user experience. However, a uh, lot of, uh, most of Japanese are actually easy to rely on banking system on legacies. How are uh, so because so that's why uh, most of Japanese. Uh, don't uh, understand and uh, don't learn easy to blockchain. However, I of course I know uh, DeFi and the blockchain technology is progressing in all over the world. Uh, what is the pro uh, by the way? What is the problem of legacy banking system or in uh, in terms of lending process or lending platform? Um, well, I think that. Uh you know, a lot of this becomes a question of, of demographics. Mm -hmm. And you've seen uh, different waves of technology, um, you know, encounter resistance initially, uh, and sometimes take longer to be adopted, sometimes go faster than, than people expected. Mm -hmm. um, I, I like reading, uh, you know, internet articles that you can find from mm -hmm. when the internet was first coming out and people yeah. were complaining and saying, mm -hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm never going to. Uh, I'm never going to buy things on the internet. I'm never going to uh, stop using a phone book to look up my friend's number. Uh, I'm never going to do a financial transaction mm -hmm. with a website instead of walking into a bank. So, um, really, it's a question of uh, of education mm -hmm. um, and letting people know that these options are available. Explaining to them uh, why these options are secure. Uh, and, and the industry has a lot of a lot of work that uh, you know still needs to be done um, to to make that uh, to make that commitment to users in some cases. Mm -hmm. um, but over time, uh, it, it will improve dramatically. Um, you know, someone who's uh, 60 years old today mm. is a lot less likely to get a loan on the internet or to invest in cryptocurrencies mm -hmm. than someone who's 20 years old. Um, and I, I like to think that these things always come full circle in a little bit. So, you know, fintech companies here in the U.S. Mm -hmm. are often saying that one of the reasons that they're better than banks is that they don't have this legacy uh, infrastructure of buildings and cities where they have to have people in the offices and it's very expensive. They just deliver everything through the Internet. But if you look at one of the most successful or two of the most successful, uh, you know, online companies like Amazon and Apple, yeah, yeah. they've started to open physical stores. Mm -hmm. They understand that even if you're a technology company at your core, mm -hmm. there's still something that can be uh, very positive in terms of delivering a physical in-person user experience via a store. Mm -hmm. And some people will, uh, you know, want to interact with the company that way. Um, so. I think what the world looks like in you know 20 years mm -hmm. is that some of the largest companies that are primarily offering cryptocurrency investments or using blockchain technology uh, will also open some physical stores because yeah. inevitably some users will want to interact with them uh, in that way. Mm. Okay, thank you. And uh, one more question about uh, automosphere for cryptocurrency. Uh, uh, what is the atmosphere of cryptocurrencies for uh, in Americans? So, because I, of course, you know, I don't live in Americans, so I always I always read an article in American. However, I don't understand what is America's cryptocurrencies. 
please tell me about uh, cryptocurrency in America? Sure. So um, uh, we're we're still uh, you know early early stage、mm-hmm. in terms of、uh, adoption,、mm-hmm. um, but there are so many positive things、mm-hmm. uh, happening.、Um, I think there's two major trends、mm-hmm. uh, that are going to be very positive for prices and for adoption in general.、Um, one is that、uh, traditional financial services companies、mm-hmm. are starting to do things、uh, on their platform to enable their users to、uh, buy or interact with cryptocurrency. So,、uh, for example,、uh, Square,、mm-hmm. which、yeah. is a large payment processing、yes. company and has a mobile kind of wallet app that、uh, mm-hmm. is very popular here,、uh, mm-hmm. now has Bitcoin integrated into their system. Yeah, you can buy and sell Bitcoin. You can send Bitcoin. Uh, the same thing is true for Robinhood and SoFi,、mm. uh, also Fidelity. Although Fidelity is only yes, focused、yes. on institutions,、mm-hmm. um, and that's another trend:、uh, institutional investors uh, starting to uh, understand, get comfortable, and make an allocation、mm-hmm. to uh, cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and that's primarily Bitcoin today.、Um, specifically, we're seeing、uh, macro hedge funds here.、Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, macro strat、uh, macro strategy uh, investing, um, the uh, asset managers that are at the forefront of that are starting to say, if you're not looking at Bitcoin as part of your macro、uh, strategies,、um, then you don't understand the full market.、Mm-hmm. Bitcoin is big enough now. You need to、uh, you need to be looking at it. You need to be allocating to it. Um, and I think both of those trends will continue, and I, I think that's not just happening in the U.S. market,、yeah. but those are some、uh, specific examples from from this market.、Um, and then on the retail side, because Bitcoin now is higher this year, you know,、mm-hmm. 2018 was was challenging.、Yeah. Um, a lot a lot of people <laughs> a, a lot of people here didn't know what Bitcoin was until the third quarter or the fourth quarter of 2017,、mm-hmm. and they bought some. And、uh, then in 2018, they lost money. The value of their investment went down.、Uh, so that's not a very good user experience.、Um, and some people,、uh, you know, kind of said, "Oh, well, of course, it's just a bubble that popped, or it's a scam. It's it's not going to work."、Yeah. Uh, but now that Bitcoin for this year is up、uh, around 300% since the start of the year, there's lots of media articles talking about how Bitcoin is one of the best performing assets、mm-hmm. of、uh, 2019 so far. So it's getting renewed attention there,、um, and、uh, the some of the naysayers are are being proven wrong a little bit because if it was just a bubble that was going to die, well then、yeah. why is it up three hundred percent this year?、Mm. Uh, so um, uh, people are feeling very bullish. You know, all of the events in New York City and San Francisco、mm-hmm. uh, and other and other places here have more attendees、uh, than they ever have before,、um, and also I think the quality of the attendees. Uh, has improved. So another thing that happened during the bear market is that there were a lot of companies who,、um, you know, were were kind of just looking to make really fast money. You know, launch an ICO. We、yeah. don't really care if it works or not.、Uh, we'll, we'll, you know,、uh, it's kind of like、uh, penny stocks, which is a, a kind of small industry、yeah. here. But、um, the a, a lot of those people are are no longer around.、Mm. Uh, it's、uh, the the crazy,、um, yeah. you know,、uh, bull market、yeah. kind of like scammy things. That's、mm-hmm. all gone. Yeah,、uh, which is which is also very positive. 
uh, uh, do you think what is the difference uh, between ICU and uh, fine f- fundraising? Uh, because uh, you choose the uh, fundraise, fundraise uh, the company, of course, recruit and uh, yes, another maybe a consensus, yeah, another famous company without ICO. Why do you choose? Why did you choose uh, fundraise? Uh, yeah, so for um, for BlockFi specifically, there were there were two primary reasons that we decided to uh, uh, raise money the the traditional way and not be an ICO. Mm-hmm. Um, one was that uh, because we're a financial services uh, company, all of the activity on our platform is heavily regulated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and ICOs uh, you know fall into kind of a gray area, mm-hmm. and they carry some regulatory risks mm-hmm. uh, if you raise money that way. Um, so that was one. And the second one was that uh, for the products and services that we're offering to our users, yeah. we didn't really see any need to have yeah. a token. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the token is Bitcoin or Ethereum yeah. or Litecoin. Yeah. We don't need to have a BlockFi token. That's not going to make it mm. uh, easier or better for our users to interact with our products. Yeah. Um, so for those two reasons, uh, we, we decided not to do it. And mm. um I think it's uh, I think it's served us uh, very well because, um, you know, the ICO model is kind of take as much money as you can one time yeah. and that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the model that BlockFi is yes. on, you know, we raised a one point five million dollar mm-hmm. seed round and then yeah. a fifty million dollar credit facility mm-hmm. and then a six million dollar strategic round and now an eighteen point three million dollar Series A. So as the company builds more things, we have access to continually raising. Uh, additional capital, uh, which is uh, which is really beneficial for us. Mm. By the way, you uh, did you meet uh, Peter Thiel? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I actually have not met uh, Peter mm. Thiel uh, in person. We work uh, really closely with uh, the partners of Valar Ventures, oh. uh, who led the Series A, mm-hmm. uh, James yeah. James and okay. Andrew, um, and we're we're really excited to be you know involved with them. Obviously, uh, Peter has. An incredible uh, record of uh, being involved directly with companies and also investing in companies that um, have gone on to become uh, very successful. Mm. Uh, you know, PayPal, Palantir, yes, yes. Um, and and hopefully we'll be able to uh, you know take advantage of having access yeah. to that uh, that knowledge for for BlockFi. Yeah, thank you. And uh, you know, I I see you is one of the DeFi tools. And uh, I and uh, I have a question about uh, DeFi, uh, sure. uh, because uh, you mentioned about uh, DeFi in the podcast podcast from I think a the blog. Yeah. Yeah. So what is uh, what DeFi make us uh, happy or maybe yeah uh, compared to legacy financial system? Sure. So. Uh, I think there's a couple of things um, that are really unique and, and valuable about DeFi. Yeah. Uh, one is that they are not doing uh, KYC on any of, mm-hmm. of yeah. their users. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know wh- whatever your beliefs are about KYC and whether we need to do it or not, mm-hmm. um, it's a lot faster to interact with something if you don't have to go through a KYC process. Yes. So you can just, you know, <laughs> you don't even have to give your email address. Mm-hmm. You can just interact with it. Uh, so... Um, I think people like that. I also think that uh, because DeFi, for the most part, mm-hmm. uh, maybe good DeFi at least, 
um, is built using smart contracts, typically on the Ethereum blockchain. Uh, so you're, if you're someone who's uh, familiar with that uh, language and has the technical capability, you can go and audit everything. It's kind of like open source software. You, yes. can, you can look at exactly how everything works and see all of the code. And so um, uh, for people who you know, want to do that, they don't actually have to trust what the what the company or the platform says. They can look at the code and see for themselves exactly what is going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I think both of those, you know, both of those things are, are very, very, uh, very, very powerful. And those are yeah. some of the advantages that DeFi platform has mm -hmm. uh, when compared to uh, you know a centralized uh, platform like BlockFi. Mm -hmm. But we have some advantages too with our with our business model. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I want to change the topic uh, from the uh, current financial system to BlockFi and Zach Prince. And the uh, first question, uh, what is, uh, can you tell me about your, char your career so far? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So um, I started, <laughs> I guess you could say I started working uh, as soon as you were allowed to here in the U.S., which is when you turned 16. Mm. Uh, my first, my very first job was actually uh, making smoothies at, so a smoothie is like fruit with ice, you know, yeah. like blended up. Wow. Uh, I was 16 <laughs> and <laughs> my uncle, my uncle had a, uh, a smoothie shop in, uh, in Texas. Wow. Uh, so I, I was making smoothies at the at the smoothie shop. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, wow. Then uh, in, in college, um, in, in college, I was a uh, semi-professional uh, online poker player, mm. um, which uh, taught me a lot about risk management, um, and uh, it fortunately uh, enabled me to uh, come out of college without any debt, which mm -hmm. uh, which was really nice, and I'm very thankful for. Um, and then I graduated college uh, in May of 2009. Mm -hmm. I always thought that I would work in the financial industry, but that was in the middle and kind of at mm -hmm. the peak of the uh, financial crisis here. Yeah. Um, so not a lot of financial companies were hiring at the time. Uh, and I ended up uh, taking a job with uh, an advertising technology startup. Mm -hmm. uh, the company's name was uh, AdMelt. And what AdMelt was doing uh, is they were basically um, creating exchange technology for the online advertising world. So uh, this is, you know, quite a while ago now, but back then the way advertising worked was, you know, uh, Coca-Cola would call mm -hmm. yeah. the New York Times mm -hmm. and say, hey, we want to advertise. And mm -hmm. The New York Times would say, okay, we'll sell you this many ads for this price. And mm -hmm. they would, you know, email each other contracts and it was like really slow and inefficient. Mm -hmm. um, and so AdMeld was one of the first companies that uh, enabled um, you to sell ads uh, in real time using an auction ecosystem. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and uh, AdMeld, uh, about three years after I joined, was acquired by Google. Mm -hmm. um, at the time, it was the sixth largest uh, acquisition that, that Google had ever done. Um, but I think now it's you know maybe number 50 or something because Google has bought a lot more companies since then. Mm -hmm. um, so we were acquired by Google. I spent a little bit of time at, uh, at Google, about a year at Google. Then I left Google with some of my colleagues and we mm -hmm. launched the US entity for a German-based ad tech company. Uh, and that grew really quickly and was acquired um, about two years after we started it. And then more recently and more relevantly for BlockFi, mm -hmm. I worked at two companies in the online lending uh, sector uh, here in the US. Mm -hmm. uh, one company, Orchard, uh, which, is now, uh, which has now been acquired by a company called Cabbage. But what Orchard did 
is we aggregated data mm -hmm. and we provided technology services to institutional investors that wanted to uh, buy loans or lend directly to U.S. fintech companies. Mm -hmm. um, so we were kind of like in the center of the online lending ecosystem, which uh, grew very quickly here in the U.S. Uh, starting about you know seven years ago now. Um, and then I worked at a consumer lender called uh, Zibi uh, that, that finances retail purchases at the point of sale uh, for consumers that don't have a good credit score or they're not from the U.S. so they don't have a credit score. Um, and along the way, I started investing in, uh, in Bitcoin and, uh, and learning about cryptocurrency. And um, at a certain point in 2016, my wife said, uh, you know, Zach, you, you have a normal fintech job. And that's all great, but all you're doing is talking about Bitcoin and Ethereum all the time. Uh, maybe you should maybe you should start to uh, you know figure out if you can work in that sector because it seems like you're really passionate about it. Um, so uh, I started going to meetups, and you know eventually just decided I had to get involved in in the cryptocurrency space full time, and that's what led me to start BlockFi. Okay, that's why you quit. You stopped making a smoothie and advertising. <laughs> oh, okay, I I've understand. never, I've never said that anywhere else. By the way, <laughs> this is the first time I've, I've talked about my smoothie making. <laughs> my first job making smoothies. Oh, okay. Thank you. You're it's an, ex it's an exclusive. Yeah, I, I understand <laughs> you so much. And uh, oh yeah. Anyway, um, a final question. Yes, uh, about vision. What is BlockFi vision? What is BlockFi and your vision? First, uh, BlockFi visions. Sure. So, um, you know, we, we envision a world where access to wealth building yeah. financial products mm -hmm. is not limited by uh, where someone is located, mm -hmm. uh, where they're born, or how much money they have today. Mm -hmm. um, so, we really want to, uh, you know, make financial products and services that have been used in places like the United States and Japan for a long time for people to manage their wealth and grow their wealth available uh, at a larger scale. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, we, we frequently talk about uh, the company having three phases mm -hmm. uh, and right now we're leaving phase one and starting to go into phase two. Mm -hmm. um, and the phases are different based on uh, types of products that we have and uh, the size of the addressable market that we're targeting. Um, in phase one, we have our loans and the ability to earn interest. Uh, and those products are you know, available to people who mm -hmm. already own cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm. In phase two, we're going to launch products that are uh, attractive to people who don't own cryptocurrency yet, mm -hmm. but they're interested in owning cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're going to be launching the ability to buy and sell with some unique capabilities that don't exist today. We're going to be launching a uh, cryptocurrency rewards credit card. Mm -hmm. um, and then in phase three, uh, we're going to have products that will, will be attractive to people who might not even want to own Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. um, but they're able to access you know, dollar or yen denominated financial services. Uh, from their market in a way that they that they haven't been able to before, um, so that's what we're uh, that's what we're focused on here. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh, about your vision, please tell me. Yeah. What is yeah yeah what is your vision, Zach's vision? Yeah, my vision is uh, you know I wanna I wanna sit in a rocking chair when I'm you know. 75 years old mm -hmm. and say hey remember that time we built the the world's biggest bank on the mm -hmm. internet 
and we had tens of millions of customers and we delivered financial products and services that were you know better faster uh, than, than what existed before yeah. thank you wow uh, yes uh, interview is finished now thank you okay what, what great thank you so, yeah. thank you so much for having me yeah what time is it now in USC 8 a.m. it's a, yeah 8 30 8 30 in the morning here mm. on Friday